to The Mob Show. I'm Mason on Business Startups Q here. This is how I do things. Big ideas for small budgets. Let's get to it. Hi guys. So today's episode of The Mob Show, we're talking about why experience matters in retail. So if you love this kind of thing, if you love this sort of content, don't forget to give us a review, subscribe and share it onto a friend. So let's jump into today's podcast. Now we've had a number of shops and we've grown from one store in 2014 all the way to about 30 stores now in 2019. And we're still growing, we're still opening more sites. And in fact, our industry, there was an, I mean the vaping industry, there was an article uh, in the press last year saying, has the steam gone out of the vaping industry? And it talked to the fact that there was an awful lot of vape shops proliferating, opening on high streets. And people sometimes uh, criticize that, say all they ever see now on their high streets are charity shops, vape shops and kebab shops. Now. If there's a growth in an industry, you're going to see a lot of shops. If there's a good margin, you're going to see a lot of shops. That's why you see a lot of, uh, for a period, there's an awful lot of pizza restaurants. Pizza's got a fantastic margin on it. Base, tomato, and a limited amount of stuff on top. And you can sell for sort of seven, eight, nine, ten. Domino's sell up an awful lot more money. There's big money in it. So you'll always see a proliferation of a type of product when the margin is in there, particularly when it's a new industry and there's been less price competition. So where does experience come in? Well. Where we talk about other vape shops closing down in the industry and there was a talk that the steam's got out of it as if people are no longer vaping. That's not the case. There's more. There's still, still smokers in the country who haven't yet quit smoking. There's still people who are starting smoking today uh, who won't quit for another five, ten years. That's, that's not going to go away. The tobacco industry globally spends £4 million a minute. £4 million a minute on advertising tobacco around the world. In the UK, we don't see it, uh, but we do see it in America. I, I, pick up, I read a magazine called Entrepreneur Magazine. It's a pretty chumpy name. I do apologize for that. Uh, it's quite a useful magazine to pick up some ideas and some new app recommendations. And you'll see an advert in there regularly. There's a couple of, couple of, times, uh, a couple of times in the, each issue, you'll see an advert for tobacco. And that sort of blew my mind a little bit because you think America would be, or you, you hear in America about how much they're cracking down on what, if you follow the vaping industry, you'll hear how Americans have cracked down on vaping in certain areas. They've become quite strict. Uh, Jewel, who, make, uh, who are now backed by Marlboro, have been criticized for encouraging kids to, uh, to vape, uh, which isn't really the case. Uh, they just use pretty cool marketing and they, they market well. They're a, modern, they're, a, they're a young business. They market to their own audience. Um, and maybe to a 50, 60 year old, that's marketing to kids. I don't really agree with that, but I'm not the biggest fan of Jewel. I've made a few videos on that. But anyway, that's another matter. I think the products, I think the reason why I don't like Jewel is the product is a rehash of an earlier version of e-cigarettes that aren't consumer friendly. They're expensive to replace the, the, cartridges, the cartridges and the pods. And I think they're uh, flawed in that respect, but that's, that's a whole different ball game. And that's not what this podcast is about. So we're talking about where you've got an industry that people talk about, the seam has gone out of it. How do you survive? How do you keep your bricks and mortar business going? Uh, I often speak to people who run bricks and mortar shops and I remind them of this. Jessops, who are a famous camera shop in the UK, uh, I think they might have been further, further afield in the UK, they only got a website when they went into, into administration. So they were a camera shop in the UK, they were a widely known brand, in fact they're still known. If you ask many people in the UK now who are Jessops, they'd say, oh they're a camera shop gone out of business but people will remember them their brand has has endured it's uh, been around for a long time but they didn't have a website and that meant that they couldn't appeal to the online market so whereas they were famous as bricks and mortar shops they didn't use that same energy and hustle and drive and growth to capitalize on their brand position and take over the camera market online so where amazon and curries and pc world and 
eBay have sort of taken that space because there wasn't really one particular go-to online camera and visual site. Jessup's could have been that. They could have recommended all their customers to check out their website. They could have done an omni-channel system. They could have offered special offers online. All these things, they failed to do that. And that meant they went out of business. And so the first time they got a website was when they were going out of business. And the irony was that that's when they got a website because they were told they had to make sure investors were aware and being online was one of the easiest ways to do that. So that's a complete irony in that respect. They completely missed that trick and it wasn't until they were going bust that they actually had to have a website. And it was a couple of pages talking about how they're in administration. Which is crazy. It's mental. I mean, why, why, who in their company, on the big wages and big salaries, wasn't picking up on the growth of the online marketplace? And it's not just about having a website. It's about having an online presence. I mentioned in a recent podcast how Wimpy, who is a, a burger chain in the UK, and there's something quaintly vintage about them now when you walk past their restaurants. They haven't changed visibly for decades they still look the same i don't really know what wimpy is as a brand and what it what, you know does it mean cheap food does it mean fast food with the plate what what is it and there's a lot of burger joints now you can get a plate you can go to gourmet burger kitchen or you can get a wooden tray whatever the uh, or a mesh tin for your uh, for your chips but there's no discerning idea what they are what they certainly could be is a retro you know going back to your roots having a burger on a plate thing that could appeal to the millennials the sort of 30 year old millennials who've now got kids and they're not really playing on that either, which is a shame because they're missing the obvious, they're missing the easy trick. But they've only got 2,000 uh, Instagram followers. So they're not doing much marketing to reach out to the audience of tomorrow. And that's, if you've got a business that wants to be long-term, and they, I mean, they've been going for about 50, 60 years. I don't know what their long-term plan is now because they're not marketing to the future audience on, online. And so I'm not just talking about having a website, I'm talking about having a social media presence. Which means you need to make sure that if you're not going to be doing that, and you certainly should be doing that, you need to make sure that what you offer when people come to your bricks and mortar shop is an experience. Uh, we did a test on how easy it was to find a, I'm gonna talk about vaping because I know that industry, that's my, that's my area, that's my background, but it applies to most things. So uh, we, we built a website for people to get same day delivery for vaping products. And on our website, our main website, vapingjuice.com, we also have a sort of a, a new vaping questionnaire. So if you're brand new to vaping, you click the beginner tab and it'll ask you a number of questions. Have you just started? What's important to you, quitting smoking, big clouds, flavor, price, quality, etc., etc. And whatever number of different answers you give, it creates a different iteration, a different answer, and it creates a number of suggested products that match those requirements, which we think is a uh, level of service that a lot of online platforms don't provide. And we're trying to work on that and improve that and enhance that. If you go to Amazon and you want to quit smoking, you've heard about vaping, oh, I'll get a vape kit, I'll go on Amazon because I don't know any particular vape brands, there's no shops near me or, or whatever, or the shops near me aren't very inviting. Um, you are offered a number of the same products from different sellers and it's just a bit of a mess. You don't know what you're getting and you don't know what you're buying other than what the listing says. You don't know if it's the right thing for you, you don't know if it's the right value for you, and then you don't know what e-liquids and what strength e-liquids and what amount of nicotine to put with those products. You end up with a inconsistent experience, which means people might try it and go, it doesn't work for me, they blow a load of money, so they think maybe it's cheaper on Amazon, but if they, if they buy the wrong products, then it's never cheap, it's always lost money, and no amount of money lost is good value. If you lose a pound or lose a £10 starter kit and it's the wrong thing for you, that's still £10 lost. If you go to a, you know, a specialist vape shop or one with loads of reviews and ratings and you go down and then spend a bit of time there and you spend 70 quid, you may have a kit that will last you for a year, two years and help you quit smoking and save you from spending 
hundreds and hundreds and thousands of pounds of cigarettes and potentially make you a bit healthier. Um, we never go, oh, vaping is super, super healthy. We say it's harm reduction. Uh, I'd be stupid otherwise to say that. But if you take away 99%, 95% of the things that cause you problems with cigarettes, you're going to be in a better position. It makes a lot of sense. And that's backed by Public Health England, who are a UK uh, medical body, and Cancer Research UK. But that's, that's you know, not to sort of be pitching vaping. It's more the fact that Amazon themselves are a marketplace for a collaborative collection of different sellers and products. And it's not really built for you to find items that you want specifically based on number of filters that you'd even know about. So if you go to ASOS, a clothes brand, you could search for red jumpers for men in the size of large, that I don't know, that are made of cotton. You can really nail it down. And we know clothes because we wear clothes on a daily basis. Everyone wears clothes. Most of us do anyway. Except for babies. Well, babies wear clothes, but um, we understand it. We've got experience of it. But there are a lot of products out there, maybe cameras, for example. Or, um, you want to do a podcast? You want to know what microphone to get? So there's many different industries out there where there is a level of specialism required. Fishing products, fishing tackle products. Uh, and Amazon isn't particularly user-friendly for that. It's user-friendly if you know what you're looking for. It's great if you know what you're looking for. Brilliant, in fact. As is eBay. But if you don't know what you're looking for, it can be a bit of a minefield. Which means experience and advice has a value. It has a distinct value. And if people come to your brand and you can offer them experience and advice and quality customer service and taking the time and effort to show, you, show them that you care about their, their custom, you have a great opportunity to win that customer. I was in my store in, in South End, the store I have there on the high street, only... This is in Essex in, in the UK. Only about two weeks ago on a Sunday I was in there. And one of the customers went, oh, I keep telling my mate to come in here. He said he wasn't talking to me, he was talking to a friend of his. And he goes, yeah, get, get this kit, this is the right kit. And the staff member was helping take the part, fix his problem of his device, uh, going above and beyond. And his comment to his mate was, I always come here, you know, sometimes you might pay a couple of quid more, but you always get looked after. And when you get problems like this, they'll fix it for you. No questions asked. And you end up saving money that way. So if you buy something cheap, you'll end up breaking it. No one's going to be able to fix it. You go and get customer service like you would in a local store on things like Amazon or eBay, and you are kind of left in the dark, and you end up spending a lot more money. So it's a false economy, he said to his mate. And I sort of smiled to myself, thinking that's exactly what our business is all about. And we try and match things. Um, sometimes we, we won't be as cheap as other people, uh, but by and large, we offer other value that makes us far better value. And that's the thing. There's a difference between price value and just overall value. And so we focus on things like experience. We make sure that when people come to the store, we suggest the right product to them. We make sure that we've taken the time to show them how to use that device. We'll set it up for them. We have an online web help, which means people can message us at any time. And invariably, there's a human there from the UK, from the business, who understands the products, who's an expert in the products, and can give them that level of service. So that means they have, uh, when they're in the shops, they're getting looked after. When they're at home and they're like, oh, what's, what's going on? What's not working? Just jump on the website, hit the web chat. And we know the products because we sell those products and we can give them a bit of guidance and help them fix it so they can carry on using it and having the same experience and hopefully quitting smoking. So that's a really valuable add-on we do. And you're not going to get that level of service on your Amazon or your eBay because there isn't the margin in the product they sell for them to pay for that additional service. They haven't got the money that, that, from the product sales. And this is the thing, we talk about Amazon. Amazon sells some of their own products, but by and large, a lot of the stuff you buy off Amazon is from another seller. Uh, particularly in specialist industries. So if you're buying it from a, a specialist seller whose main role is just to be cheaper than the next person, 
he does not have or she does not have the money to pay for someone to sit on a live web chat 24 hours a day and answer questions and issues over a product they've only made a couple of quid on. Stands to reason, which means they fail you in that particular area. So we take, we take great pride in making sure that we have people there to give the advice and give people a great experience. And I think, particularly with quitting smoking and things like vaping, I've just seen a, a dog in the passenger seat of a car, it looks like a human being, it's brilliant. Um, but particularly with things like vaping, where people are trying to quit smoking, they've tried so many things for 10, 15, 20 years, it's not worked, they finally find something that works. If you can keep giving them that advice and that support that helps them stick on the right path, they're not going to want to deviate unless you do something stupid, unless you do something bad, or unless you fail them and you, 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 know, you grab a penny to, to or you step over a pound to grab a penny by cheapening yourself if they have a continuing issue with a problem and you've, you refuse to fix it for them or refuse to swap it for them. So experience is so important. Giving people an experience. I always say one of the best uh, bricks and mortar brands out there, it's Apple. You wouldn't think of them as a bricks and mortar brand. But what happens when you see an Apple shop in a new town or you go somewhere in a new city and you've got an iPhone, you're going to walk in the Apple shop because they're always a piece of art. They're incredible. The experience when you walk in from the customer service element, it's phenomenal. And then you go back, look at brands like they've been around for a long time, food brands like your TGI Fridays uh, or Planet Hollywoods or Hard Rock Cafes. How well do they train their staff when you walk in the door? It's hey sir, hey madam, and you feel like it's just, you're at a party, it's exciting, you feel like you're at Disneyland, and what essentially is quite a basic meal, a burger and chips and a Coke, it feels exciting and fun, and they've always managed to keep that because they focus on experience. That's what I talk about, the sizzle and the sausage. They're not just selling you sausages and chips and Coca-Cola, they're selling you the experience and the sizzle and the smells and the sounds and the, you know, the friendliness and the in a great environment, and that's so much more valuable and so much more appealing to people and to buyers. What can Amazon offer you? Amazon can offer you the sausage. What can a exclusive or an independent or a specialist retailer do? They can offer you the sizzle, they can offer you the comfort, the care, the protection, the advice, the guidance, the peace of mind, the easy return, taking care of them, picking the right items for them so they don't lose out, making sure the thing works for them so they can keep using it in the right way and have that good experience and not go back to those bad times when they used to smell of cigarettes or when they used to wheeze walking up the stairs. That's the sizzle and that's what you can sell. And so it's so important if you run a bricks and mortar business, you spend a few moments every day or every week and you put it in your to-do list and you say, how's my experience? Have, have I checked my website? Have I had a look at my website to make sure I offer more experience than Amazon? Have I made sure that my staff understand what our core values are? Have I, had a, have I walked in my own shop and walked through it and w or watched a transaction and thought, is there an experience here? And have a think about what could be an experience in your industry. Uh, you've got car dealerships. I bought a, a fancy car once upon a time and I went down to this car dealership and they've got all these lovely shiny sports cars on the, on the parking lot. Uh, I hopped in a Porsche for a test drive. The sound of that engine, the roar, the acceleration. Unsurprisingly, when I came back, my wife was there, I said, uh, yes, let's do this. She said, do you want to talk about it? I said, there's nothing to talk about. I've just sat in a Porsche, I'm having that, please. And that was the experience, that was the sizzle. That car dealership did one of the most fundamental basic things. They sat me in the car and they let me drive it let me put my foot on the acceleration and I felt the power. And with that comes that kind of mindset of, wow, this is what I'm driving. I'm the kind of guy who's got a car like this. It's that experience factor. One of the most, you know, it's a lot of time and tested business, isn't it, a car dealership? And that's so important. As many car dealerships don't encourage test drives, 
and if they don't, they're missing a trick. Uh, and it goes with the same as if you walk into a uh, pharmacy or I'm sorry, pharmacy, uh, a cosmetics centre, and they have all the different tester sprays out there. There's a reason for that. They want people to spend some time trying things, playing with things, smelling things, and you know oh, that's quite nice actually. And they talk you through. They even do the uh, the makeup, the, the little makeup moments. It's all about creating an experience, and it's why those brands have become such large brands because they focus their time on doing that. So if you run a business and there's no element of user engagement, uh, consumer choice, consumer chance to play, all those sort of things, if you don't do that in your business, you're not going to stay around for very long because you're only offering the same level of service as Amazon or eBay. And trust me, they can do basic and quick and cheap way better than you can. So what are you? You're essentially nothing in, in that respect. In that, in that competition, competition is for losers, I do say, and I believe that. If you are just competing with Amazon and eBay and you have no discernible point of difference, no attempt to differentiate yourself with great experience, with advice, with online help, and I don't mean online help where you've got automated bots who don't even use your products. That's a waste of time because that's what Amazon and eBay offer. But being different, if you run a, a beauty store, are you letting people try your cosmetics? If you run a makeup uh, beauty, beauty salon, why not do little uh, two-minute tests? That sort of things where people can, oh, that's nice. You've done a nice job there. And really build that. And if you run a beauty, beauty salon or anything like that or a hairdressing salon, why not? Take the investment of your time to contact everyone in your local area and offer the first 100 people who pick up on it a free cosmetic you know, tester session or a free, even a free trim uh, and get them a chance to sit in your chair, have a chat with you, get to meet you as a person and experience that they feel comfortable in your, your, you know, your, your surroundings. And that's particularly true for uh, barbers, for example, for men. How many men feel uncomfortable going to a new barbers or... And, and going somewhere different where they don't feel comfortable. Give people the opportunity to experience you, your personality, your brand, your persona, how you make them feel. Get them to come in and go, yeah, we'll do a, a quick beard trim or a quick eyebrow trim or a quick, you know, back of the neck trim or whatever it is. Something that doesn't take too much of your time, but something that does add value to other people. Get them to come down, make them a coffee. You want a coffee? Do you want a beer? Can I get your glass of Prosecco? and you know music on make the place look tidy these are things you can do to build your brand you can give some value in the first instance and it makes people feel confident and comfortable to come into your premises once more it's never about the first sell it's never about the first sell. and this is so important if you run any type of business that involves sale or anything like that at all you need to make sure you're aware of this if you truly want to survive long term it's never about the first sell in so much as it's not about it for you in terms of profitability. It's about the second and third, the fourth, the fifth sale. Some people say it's never about the second sale as well. But it's about the later sales. The lifetime of a customer can wield you huge amounts of money. But you've got to get that person in who's loyal to you and sees your place as the only place to go. And the only way you're going to do that is when they first come in on their first experience, you give them everything you can. You give them value, you give them experience, you give them a differentiator and you make them feel comfortable, relaxed, and leaving your place glad they went in there. And if you can do that on your first time, and you make sure you do it on the second and third and fourth time because it becomes a habit, if you can do it on the first time, you don't just have a shopper for that day, you have a fan of your brand, and then you have a long-term business. And that is why experience counts. So remember this, if you run a business, bricks and mortar, 
You can do it if you run online as well, but if you run a bricks and mortar business, and I, I talk from a vaping background, but don't just talk about vaping. Beauty salons, barbers, butchers, butchers went to recently. The guy, I wanted some beef sausages, I don't eat pork. I wanted some beef sausages. And he said, do you know what? He goes, I haven't really got many left. He goes, the only ones, the only ones I've got, I made a couple of weeks ago, they're in the freezer. But look, have them, defrost them, see what you think. If you like them, come back. What happened? I ate them, ate the lot, I loved them, and I've been back ever since. It's not about the first transaction, it's all about the experience. Take some time this week to think about what experience do customers get in your store, and write it down. And if you can't write it down, then you're not offering them an experience. And then you need to work on that and make sure that you can offer them an experience. I assure you those police sirens are not after me, not that I think of. But that's it. That's, that's the mob show. Have a great Sunday. Have a great weekend. Remember, it's about the experience and it's not about the first sale. Give someone value and they will come back and you will have a fan and not just a customer. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great weekend. Well, that's today's podcast, all about experience. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you can at Mob Show Podcast. I'll answer any questions you have about business, see if I can give you a hand. If you want to find out more about our new CBD franchise model, which I think not just only offers amazing value, but also incredible opportunity in terms of timing, drop me an email, hello at cbdstar.co. Thanks for listening to today's show. Check us out online, themobshow.com. Check us on Twitter, the underscore mob show. Always chucking out bits of advice there. And follow our journey of setting up a CBD shop in the cannabis space, Instagram, at local CBD shop. Or you can find ourselves on Instagram, the underscore mob show.